This is the Empowered Athlete Podcast, episode 13. Let me take you back to the summer of 2008. It was my first summer not playing for the national team. I had it off and I got to train the entire summer with Kari on a specifically made program that was tailored to me, my injuries, my body, and my goals for that next upcoming season. And I was 34 years old. Well, the result went back over to Turkey and won a European Cup in incredible physical condition. Thank you to that program setting me up for the perfect season. Well, now you have access to the exact same thing. Hit email ks at empowerconditioning.com. That's KS for Kari Schneider and get started on one of Kari's incredible online training programs. The program is tailored to you. It has video of each exercise you're doing so you know what you're doing. Your reps are laid out, the sets are laid out. You can't go wrong. Reach out now to reach your best. Oh my, big news, big news everyone. 2019 is going to be big. I'm going big, it's gonna be crazy. (laughs) There is something coming your way. We're calling it the 1230 challenge. What am I even talking about? What is a 1230 challenge, Kari? Break it down here. 12 as in 12 months of the year, 30 as in 30 day challenges. So we are doing 12 30 day challenges for the year of 2019. But why why would we do this to ourselves again? I forget. I, I typically don't do things for <laughs> It's because we want to stretch and grow ourselves in all kinds of areas of our lives to up level and make a better life for ourselves. Uh, all right. So if we want to do it, obviously, maybe some people want to join in with us and come along for this adventure. How do people join our community? Well, we've got an amazing Facebook community called Empowered Top Performers. This is a private group, so you've got to look for us on Facebook and request entry, and then you can join us in there. Or if you want to be a part of this as well and you're not on Facebook, then email Paul. It's pd at empowerconditioning.com. That's actually my email, so if you want to reach out and send me crazy thoughts, you can do that as well. Now, okay. It's going to work like this, that people don't get to know everything that we're doing throughout the year. We're going to let them know what the first challenge is, but then announce the other challenges on the 20th of each month once we're rolling. So what's the first challenge going to be? The first one is no meat. So this is how the whole thing started is I thought, hey, you know, I really want to grow in the area of being able to cook recipes that are meatless and have some really tasty ones, lots of variety for the kids. And so let's try maybe a meat-free 30-day challenge in January. And then, of course, it snowballed from there. Okay, but we're not going to just take away all the things we like to eat all year, are we? Oh, no. This isn't an elimination thing. So there's going to be things you got to add in. There will be 30-day challenges that you won't believe, especially February, wink, wink. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, there you have it. Those are the basics. You know where to reach out to join the community. You know roughly what's coming for January and that it's happening all year long. We're excited. Hopefully you're excited. Get in there. We will see you soon. Welcome to the Empowered Athlete Podcast, created to support athletes in their pursuit of excellence and inspire others toward their best lives. Hosted by Kari Schneider, coach to top performers in sport and life, and Paul Durden, former national and professional volleyball player. Raindrops on roses.
Whiskers on kittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. Those are definitely not any of my favorite things, but I thought I'd start with that because what are we talking about today, Kari? A few of our favorite things. Wow, I wasn't expecting you to sing that out. Was that singing? I'm not sure. Oh, you know it. Oh you know it. And you loved oh it. Okay, sure. Let's say that. Yeah, this is a few of our favorite things because we really want to dive into the holiday season. This is a special episode for everyone on Christmas Day. So we're recording this especially for Christmas Day and we want you to have a sense for what some of our favorite things are. So hopefully it has you appreciate your traditions in your Christmas season and at the same time maybe we inspire you for maybe a new tradition or two. All right, sounds awesome. Let's get to it. So do you want to go first? We're, we we do this separately a lot. So I'm going to do five of my favorite things, but you're doing the same thing, five of your favorite things. But um, we do that separately. So when we decide what these are, we we separate, we do our thing, and then we come together to do the the sharing with you, but we don't know what the other person was going to write down ahead of time. So we don't know exactly what the other person is going to talk about, but we, we have an idea. Um, so do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Why don't you go first and let's hope that we don't have the same five things on our list. They might be kind of close, but we'll see. There'll, there'll be Who different knows? reasons why, right? Um, right. So mine, I, at first I was going to write down traditions. I wanted to, that came to mind first with traditions. And then I realized that all of my favorite things, almost all of them revolved around some level of tradition. And I think that at this time of year, whether you are um, Christian, Muslim, Jewish, you name it, there tend to be traditions that still will happen. Um, I know it's largely a, uh, a Christmas focus, and but doesn't matter really what religion people come from, um, it's such a great time of year to develop traditions, either around your own religion or your own family's activities, or just the fact that there's some holiday time. Um, so it's a, it's a pretty cool thing, and traditions are what came to mind first. Um, and that's my number one is around traditions, which is Christmas baking. And anybody who's close to me knows that I love Christmas baking. So despite training like crazy and being a coach and working in the fitness industry and strength and conditioning for a long time, I still love my treats. I love my sweets and I have a little hobby that's called baking. And when it comes to Christmas, I don't randomly bake. What happened was, um, as I was a single mom with my daughter, Raina, I really felt the need to create traditions for her and I uh, being such a, such a small little family. And so one of the things I started to do was, was have the same types of um, baking around the holidays. And when you and I got together, having a blended family, I, I wanted to make sure it really included everyone. So I started to I started to listen and pay attention to what everybody's favorites were in some of the things that I would make everyone. And once I realized that, you know, everybody likes this thing or everybody likes that thing, or this is a favorite for someone, or that is a favorite for someone, I started choosing those things 
to make only at the holidays. And even though some of them, most of them actually are not traditional Christmas baking items, you know, you think of, um, I don't know, shortbread or what else? I don't know. A lot of that. Yeah, gingerbread men. Yeah, like you know, all of that stuff. Sugar cookies. Right, right, right. I don't do the classics. I don't do the classics necessarily. I do what our family associates with their favorites, but we've turned it into what we associate with Christmas. So it's things like Oreo truffles and and brownies and some cherry nut cookies that are loved. And and there's a ginger spice cookie, which we call ginger oops. There's a story behind that too, but um, but really the Christmas baking is more than just the food. It revolves around the well that happens when we do this because being in a family of seven, if I just baked the goods and put them out, um, they'd be gone. <laughs> yeah, like we smart. we can't. People people think that you know, we must just have so much food and all this stuff. What we learned being on a tight budget years ago, 10 years ago, being on a tight budget and with seven people in the family, if we did a bunch of shopping and just put food out and there was a free-for-all, we'd run out of one thing or somebody wouldn't get something and it would just be a, a big mess. So we end up having these situations where it's like they can't just free feed <laughs> so and and it's purposeful so that we have some treats left or some turkey or some whatever sandwiches or pizza or whatever we have some left for the person who missed it or for the next meal or whatever because if we if everybody just had whatever they wanted whenever we want they wanted we'd never have anything left and uh so what we do is we pick numbers and um and the order that ends up getting picked, everybody knows their number and then they know their order based on what they picked. And we stay in that order and we, uh, well, we stay in that order for the first day and then it rotates as we go day by day or time by time that we. But hold on, you, you had to ex explain this, right? So there's seven of us. We all pick a number. Right. I might be number one. Maeve might be number two. Zappy is number three, so on and so forth. Yeah. Which simply means that I am the first to pick from the plate of mixed baking that comes out at the end of a meal so Correct. kari will go to the christmas baking stash which might have had a, to have a, been it might have had to have been taped and booby trapped because we've had oh yeah. issues motion with, sensors all kinds of stuff on it yeah but we've, we've had issues plate, with, with you bring out the plate with a selection and it's a, a real mix of things that you've baked all the favorites and whoever is number one that night in case in this scenario it's me i get to pick one thing first and the number two goes number three goes and it goes around and everyone is watching what everyone else is picking hoping that the thing they want is still on the plate and then it goes around for a second time so you get two little treats each meal and then the next meal because i was number one i drop down in the order and who is to it? the it bottom at the bottom everyone's bumping up one spot so that you know that every you're seven to be meals first you're number yeah. one so yeah it's a it's a fun thing the kids really get into it and they memorize the order within Oh, they, they five minutes a... they've got it down and then we just use yeah. that for the entire christmas season we got that batting order for the season so yeah like i i expect to go last so i don't even pay attention to to who's what order it's in but they know they absolutely know they know who they're behind they know when they're coming up that they know when they get first pick so all of that has created a really cool tradition for us and it's a really fun time of it so even if I'm super stressed about time or I may not have time to bake all of the things that I wanted to that year, 
I'm highly motivated to do it because the end result means that we're doing this little ritual, this fun, this we're eating them together, we're enjoying it. And it happens after every meal throughout the holidays and only that time of year. So it's, um, it's pretty cool. And it keeps me, you know, I've said before about this time of year is, is hard for me um, mood wise and, you know, seasonal affect type uh, scenario. And this is one of those things that keeps me going on, okay, what do I need to do? And I really want this outcome for the kids. Uh, so that's number one. Um, number two is Christmas morning. And it has to do with, I think, what most people would find uh, traditional, which might be going into the stockings. Uh, but it's more than that for me. I think that I always had Christmas morning with Raina and then there were some years where I was alone on Christmas morning because she was with her dad um, but now it's just you know I don't have those alone times because of the family that we've created and so there's the stockings that we do but we have a tradition where our boys are coming from their mom's families and so they've pulled an all-nighter with a, a some traditions with their family and we wait for them to come to do presents. But before they come, we might have done our own stockings. Because the, when they were young, they'd come at the crack of dawn. So it would be no issue. We'd all be doing everything together. But as they've gotten older and stayed up later and perhaps all night, then they might come just a little later in the morning. And But I look forward to all of that because it's the watching the kids open the gifts, just like any other family. Um, and then the laziness of what comes after that, just enjoying your gifts and lounging around and all of those good things and now I think we don't open as many gifts as maybe when they were really little kids because we're gearing most of our well we're gearing each Christmas to an experiential uh, gift so that we are doing something as a family that is um, it might be a trip or it might be a, a sports game or it might be just something that we're experiencing together so that's that's number two and number three is cheesy christmas movies who loves the cheesy christmas movies right and when i say cheesy christmas movies i'm talking like Gris griswold's family christmas or how the grinch stole christmas or home alone or um fun kind of romantic comedy would be the four christmases if anyone comes from divorced families you're bouncing around from one christmas house to another um polar express so those are some kind of movies that we know are go-to's at any time throughout the holidays but they're usually cheesy movies that we just <clears throat> never get sick of number three is the turkey dinner i think everybody loves the turkey dinner um but for us i find it extra special because this is when we're not making it usually someone <laughs> else is making it and we we're often making doing the thanksgiving thing and we love doing all that but um to have done everything that needs to be done for christmas and then have someone else make the thanksgiving me or sorry the christmas meal is uh, i can't oh my gosh i can't even tell you how amazing that is because we're not having to do all of that cooking and we just so appreciate someone else having done it and um and then number five and I think this comes from growing up in the far north, like far, far north, <laughs> northwestern Ontario. 
and uh, and having really cold, cold winters and always having snow that I really, really look forward to the cold, crisp feeling of freshly fallen snow and the beautiful look that comes with that when you look at the trees and the layer on the ground. And that, to me, feels like Christmas. If there's a snow school day, too, that would be like just perfect right before Christmas. Um, so those, those are not very nostalgic. And I've found just a weird feeling when we've had you know, living in London, Ontario, had a couple Christmases that there wasn't any snow. It felt a little off. So those would be some of my favorite, favorite things for the holidays. And um, I, yeah, I, I would love to hear what you have as yours, honey. All right. Well, that's a pretty solid list. And there is, there is some crossover. I do have Kari's baking on my list, of course. I love to eat it, but for me, your baking symbolizes the coming holidays. So I really like the process when I come into the kitchen and just smelling what's going on and also knowing that I can't eat it at that time. I actually kind of like that, it, honestly, because <laughs> it builds this anticipation of, okay, it's nearly time. The holidays are nearly here and it just sets the tone. You know, you see people's trees going up, the lights start showing up on people's houses and you start to bake in the kitchen. And so that's just something that I love because it, it's, it's kind of like the kickoff to the season for me or in our household. When yeah. that starts happening in the kitchen, you know it's coming. So yeah. that was absolutely on my list. Uh, another on my list, which you finished with, was uh, First Snowfalls. And absolutely love the, the white and the clean First Snowfalls that we get. Uh, maybe one in November, it doesn't stick around, but in December, we normally get our first few that stay on the ground. So I love those. I will not be saying that a few months from now, but the first snowfalls are great. But I, what I really like about them beyond the beauty is the quiet and getting out in the morning, walking the dogs just after six or whatever it is, you get out when the snow's fallen, everything's muffled and quiet. And you don't realize how noisy it is being in the city with you know buses going by the house or cars, people, the way the snow muffles the sound and just it adds to the peacefulness. And I just love that whole experience of the crisp cold. Everything's brighter. You, you said you're bothered, you know, at this time of year by the darkness and the short days. So when there's snow on the ground, it seems lighter. It is brighter. So I love that kind of combination of quiet and brightness and just brings a sense of calm and peacefulness that I just love. So that's definitely on my list. Another one on the list, how I started off this episode is music. I can't <laughs> sing. But during the holidays, it's like everyone's given a pass because there's so many songs. You, you know, you hear people around humming or they've got the words coming out of their, their mouths of the song playing in the store. People just hum the tunes, sing the tunes. Maeve's always asking to have the nonstop Christmas music going in the car. And then you have the green light to sing. So music is a big one for me. And it goes beyond just the songs. It goes to what the songs actually do for me mentally in terms of stimulating memories. There's so many Christmas songs that you'll hear that you can tie to a specific event. And I think that's a really cool thing about music in general, but Christmas music and holiday music definitely has that effect. It takes me back to being in the school band and I used to play in the band at school and there's always the Christmas concert. So a couple of great songs there that, have great memories attached to them so some people can't stand the christmas music because it's the same thing all the time but that's 
I think that's part of the beauty of it too. Maeve keeps yeah. waiting for this one song that she hasn't heard yet. Yeah. The Carol Carol of Bells. She's waiting for that song to come on. Yeah, and there's an example of something that, you know, is already has meaning for her and yeah. means something yeah. from last year. It's a great example. Yeah. And I agree though that the music's got to start in December. The decorations have to start in December. I I really don't like seeing the yeah. stuff early. Yeah, but, you uh, won't you won't let us you won't let us decorate pre pre-December yeah you wouldn't I, let us record you wouldn't let us do these episodes pre-December because you needed to have the feeling so that oh, you yeah, could get really be, immersed in it totally authentic season. and feel it yeah 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 for sure so those are three big ones but beyond that uh I'm gonna say my next one I have on the list I'm bouncing around because you covered some of these uh is just the sense of community that you get at this time of year uh and in a number of ways, listening to the radio yesterday, for example, I was hearing the story of a gentleman down in Leamington, Ontario, who uh, three or four years ago just started handing out a few turkeys to, to families in need. And a few other businesses heard about it and decided to donate some turkeys and asked if they could help. And he gave away 300 turkeys last year with help of about 18 volunteers. Their goal this year is 600 turkeys. And that's all coming from businesses down that Leamington area, getting together, donating, and volunteers helping deliver them. But you hear stories like this all the time at this time of year where people in the community just tend to think about one another. They stop thinking about themselves and they think about those who might need a little bit of help or those who aren't in as good a place as they might be. And you feel the community come together. And I feel like at this time of year, in general, we're, you know people are the best versions of themselves. And I really wish that we could have this mentality 365 days a year, that feeling of giving and, and looking out for one another. But it definitely, you see some nice true colors coming through at this time of year. And just the music, like I said earlier, puts people in, in the right mood. People are holding doors for one another. People are fighting for parking spots. You know, you see the good, the bad. But, uh, no, but I think in general, there is this sense of more awareness about fellow man and fellow citizen community member. And I think it's a special thing. So I love hearing those stories on the news and I actually probably cried last year. I remember listening to something about a toy drive and some kids getting some, some stuff they weren't expecting and having kids of my own and putting myself in the shoes of, of families who might be struggling and hearing that story, you know, it, it's, it's heartwarming. I, I don't want to be, mm -hmm. and it sounds cheesy, but it's, it's just, it's, a really cool feeling mm -hmm. and the final one on my list and the big one uh, of favorite things are family gatherings so you mentioned christmas morning absolutely and having turkey dinner maybe made for us uh, my mom's or with other family members so just those get-togethers and, and being with the kids and parents and family in general friends at those gatherings you just you just feel the love everyone's happy to be together and my favorite part of all of it is seeing Christmas and this time of season through our kids and, and mm -hmm. their excitement and finding out what they're excited for. That, that for me is really the best part, seeing you know, Maeve's eyes sparkle when she's talking about something that's coming up or one of the things that she really loves to do. So those are the things that just really resonate with me now as a parent. And it's completely different when I was a kid. I mean, as a kid, I was you know, thinking hoping what would Santa bring me and being concerned about things like that. But now being flipped on the parent side of things, it's, it's wanting to 
give the kids a great experience and see the excitement through their eyes. It's really the best part and my favorite thing of all, I think. Oh, and those, those family gatherings too are, are unique to these years, these past eight years that we've been in London because you, you found a biological mom. So that yep. influences our, our family gatherings. And we, came together in the same city as a, uh, a blended family. Um, so there's so much that, you know, we've looked back on these eight years and, and just there's all kinds of things that we struggled with and really had challenges with. But when it comes to Christmas and it comes to gatherings and it comes to what we have as family and what the new, not new now, but what's become our definition of family is something that 10 years ago, I don't think either of us could ever have imagined. Like, I don't think we could have ever imagined what all of this would look like now. And it's not that we are people who really, like we're both pretty private in a lot of ways. And so it's not that we, um, we relish sharing about our traditions or all these things with the public because this is something that's very hard I think for both of us it really comes down to us being able to see that we can appreciate these incredible things around the holidays and we hope that inspires other people to take a real look at what you love 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 about this time of year what you relish what you could just soak up so much of and you know appreciate it, soak it up, enjoy it, immerse yourself in it, look forward to it. And that's, that's what I hope for, for everyone throughout these holidays is just to have more love than you could have ever imagined. And that's what I think we have right now is just more than, <clears throat> than I could have ever imagined 10 years ago. Don't make me cry, honey. <laughs> we're not Come even in the, we're not even in the same room. <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. No. So, anything you want to add to that? No, I think that's a wonderful way to wrap up that part of the the episode today and maybe we'll we'll shift gears to what's coming. Yeah. Oh my gosh. If you haven't heard on our other episodes or I don't know, on social media or from a friend or whoever, we are doing the 1230 challenge and we're going to tell you a little bit about why this came about. Um, I know for me, I know why it came about because I wanted to challenge myself to eat less meat and try to, it was, the challenge really was for me to learn more vegetarian recipes. That's what I wanted. Learn more vegetarian recipes. Well, how could I do that? I could do a 30 day challenge with no meat. That's how it came about. And, uh, and so I asked Paul, I said, should we do this? Cause if, if I do this, that means that the whole he's involved, the whole family's involved. So I really need buy-in from the family to go with no meat for the month of January. And, um, and then you were, you were all like, yeah, that'll be awesome. Let's do it. Because we've fallen in love with a lot of vegan recipes and a lot of different things. We still love meat. Don't get me wrong. But, um, but I wanted this challenge and I wanted these options so that I wasn't so meat dependent. And, uh, 
And so that was all good. But then, of course, my wheels are turning and I figure, well, what if we tried no meat and we were trying to gain muscle mass at the same time? Because in our, in my industry anyway, in our lives, we see people who will really cling on to meat because of a fear of losing muscle mass or losing performance, especially in sport or aesthetics or things like that. And uh, Mm -hmm. so that's why I was kind of like, well, let's see if we can gain a little muscle mass and eat vegetarian throughout this month. And, you know, so we just kind of giving us ourselves a little, a few other little challenges, but then of course it goes further for me because that's how my brain works. Um, I thought, what if we did a challenge for each month of the year, a 30-day challenge or whatever, if it's 28 in February, but a, a challenge for each month of the year of 30 days. And then I threw that your way. And I want you to share how that landed with you. Like, what was that like hearing from me? What if we did 12 30-day challenges, a whole year of challenges? What were you thinking when I said that? Well, I was surprisingly into the idea. I, I was excited with you. I think we both immediately started to try to think up what they could be. And the great thing is, is that we didn't make them all elimination. That oh, no. When we come up with the list, there, there's so many different ways we can challenge ourselves that we, I think we both just started firing down a list each and compared notes, but it was a, uh, it just seems like kind of the right thing to do. Why not have a running challenge each month? Because it just, you know, I, I feel it just helps me with my discipline and the ability to. Yeah. Cause you I need the, to be more disciplined. <laughs> yeah. But you, know, you want to, I don't know. I, I just like the, the, the kind of test of it and the, the feeling that I'm in control, uh, that, like in the past when we've cut out <laughs> caffeine or something, but, but things like that, like my morning coffee, I, before we cut out caffeine, I didn't know if it was controlling me or I had control of it, honestly, you know? So it's, yeah. uh, so it was yeah. a, a great kind of thing. So I, I like these challenges and I like, well, I love where we're going with it. I mean, we can't say everything. Obviously that's one of the rules yeah. of the, the challenge that we're setting up is that it's going to be revealed on about the 20th of each month. So yeah. January 20th, we'll find out what's happening for February. Well, we so know, so, but everyone else yes. will find out. Yeah, yes. like, all, all and of that's you, the sorry, thing. all of you listening. And we didn't, it, we were not creating this. this. This was created for Paul and I, and we knew where we wanted to grow in our lives. And they had to do with, like, all these areas that we wanted to grow. They had to do with our own personal relationship. They have to do with relationships with people and community they have to do with fitness and health and wellness Um, they have to do with the outdoors and nature and so they all of the topics for each month of the year came from areas that we wanted to personally grow and we wanted to personally um, expand where we already were because I'm a true believer in if you're not growing you're dying and if you're not finding that, that little bit of progress in some area of your life at all given times, then you're not going to have that feeling of fulfillment or true happiness in your life. And so for our family connection, for 
um, just the things where we feel strongly about, we wanted to grow and that's why it, it became obvious to us. But then it just, we just thought, you know what, other people might want to do this with us. We're doing it regardless. If other people want to join us, we are happy, happy to provide those little extra bits of information that other people might need to be able to do it with us in, in how all the preparation that we have to do in order to get ready for the challenge we can share that with other people so that if they want to do it, they can do it too. And nobody, nobody has to do all 12 like we are. They could if, if they want to, or they could do one or two or, you know, whatever. And so we don't care if people, you know, come and go. We don't care if, you know, they only do one. We don't care if somebody joins us the whole way. We would love any and all of the, of the above for this 1230 challenge. Um, Anything you want to add to that? Like, is, is there something else that well, you think it's, that we've missed so far? No, I think just so people understand the progression of we thought of, you know, cutting out meat and we thought of let's challenge ourselves for a year. And then that third thought of let's put it out there because it is somewhat self-serving because we know that if we put it out there, then we absolutely have to do it. As soon as we <laughs> but Accountability. It's exactly. So the second we... We're, we're saying it now to you, the listeners, we've, if we say it to one person, we'll do it because that's just who we are. But if we keep it to ourselves, it's so much easier to fall off the wagon. And that's why we want you, the listener and our community to get involved. Because if you put your name out there and get involved in the group, you will have a way, way we better a, chance of getting through a challenge. And the, you and have the, a community, the positive, yeah. yeah, that positive power that we can pull from one another by sharing how it's going throughout the month getting people's stories, you know, we're going to laugh, we're going to cry, we're going to go through all these different emotions as we, as we push ourselves to get better and try new things, but we're going to fuel and feed off of each other and just become stronger as a group. So that's what I'm most excited for is to hopefully have you, our listeners, joining us, sharing your stories with us and pulling in people you know, because the more we people we get into this, it will just build momentum and we're going to have such a good time doing it together. Oh, totally, totally, totally. And the one thing that I haven't mentioned is that we did a couple of challenges in 2018. We did no sugar. At one point, we did no, no flour, no coffee, no sugar, all in the same month. And we did that together. I can't tell you how um, empowering, sorry, <laughs> using that, my favorite word, um, empowering that felt to finish 30 days of doing something that you weren't sure you could do you know for you it was the flour and the caffeine for me it was the sugar we did all three in the same month at the same time which made a lot of adjustments that we had to do on our day-to-day -day basis and we did it and it wasn't easy but because it wasn't easy it felt so amazing to have completed it and then there's these all these little ripple effects that come from it like you know, I felt like fruit was my best friend and I was really enjoying other foods that I wouldn't ordinarily have or I didn't feel like I needed something sweet after any of my meals like I normally would after going 30 days without. Mm -hmm. uh, we, had, we had the biggest fan following us. I don't know if, if you guys have these, but the biggest fan we had who was monitoring us every single day was our seven-year-old she watched she had 
a sign for us. She'd ask how many days we were in, how many days we had left, how we're doing. She would say, go guys, you got this. Like <laughs> she was our biggest fan. And then at the end, she had the sign that said, congratulations on no caffeine, no flour, no sugar. So, I mean, I never would have predicted how closely she watched this whole thing, but it has ripple effects. It always does. So whatever, if you choose one of our challenges, if you choose all of them, whatever you choose, getting through that challenge is going to cause something that you don't know what it's going to be. You just don't know what you don't know. And there's going to be something that comes out of it that you learn that's going to be a gift. And that's, it's those gifts that we're really, really looking forward to celebrating with you and learning for ourselves as well. And just so that you're clear on how this is going to work, we're going to start in January. We have a group in Facebook called Empowered Top Performers. That's a community that we have for all things health and mindset progress. And if you want to um, have more information on each challenge, you just email Paul or myself, pd at empowerconditioning.com or ks at empowerconditioning.com. And uh, just tell us you want in on our challenge and we'll make sure you get the info. And uh, we're excited. We're excited. There's going to be a lot of good things. Yeah, it is really our gift to each other and to you for next year to grow together, to get better, to have fun, to make our communities a better place to be. And again, these challenges aren't just about elimination. Some of these challenges are actually going to be fun to do every single day. You're going to love it. So absolutely get involved. Kari just gave you the details there. Reach out to us. We'll get you in the group and tell your friends about it. We'll get them in as well. And that's it for now. Get back to your families. It's the holidays. Enjoy the season. Have a wonderful, wonderful Christmas day, everyone, and enjoy everything about the holiday season. So much love from us to you and yours, and uh, we can't wait to dive into this new year with all sorts of incredible athlete podcast episodes and, you know, obviously the fun stuff that's going to come from the challenges. So we love you and happy holidays, everyone.